What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. In a land far, far away. Well, not really. Two brave souls unite. Unite to embark on a mission to review the greatest films. Or at least somewhat watchable. Join in on the journey with the professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. This podcast is rated B for badass. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your film brothers, and we are back this time with a retro review. I know, I know, it's late, but shit happens, real life happens. We do have the bonus though, for anyone who's going to be watching this on YouTube, you have the bonus of enhanced video uh, this time with both of us being together. JB has a new webcam, I got a new piece of equipment, we, we're looking great and in 4K. What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? What's going on, Hayes? What is going on, Film Frequency? And yeah, like Hayes said, we got all new equipment. Try to bring you the best quality. And great Scott, we got Back to the Future today. <laughs> great Scott. That's so funny. Um, so, I mean, with these retro reviews, what we do, like I think the last retro, was that Bloodsport the last retro that we did? Mm, it's, it's, I'm 90% like positive, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, these can get a little wild and crazy. But we'll we we, we like to let our beard down during these <laughs> So, I mean, I, I don't even know if we need to set up a synopsis. Like, most people should know what Back to the Future is. But, uh, JB, if you want to set up a synopsis, I'll let you go ahead at it. The premise, I mean, there's been three movies in this uh, saga, trilogy, whatever you want to call it. But the synopsis of this first movie is basically... You have a kid, Marty McFly, who's played by Michael J. Fox, and he his, he befriends Doc, who's who's um, Christopher Lloyd, and Doc is an inventor. He's kind of a wild-eyed, crazy inventor, and he creates out of a DeLorean a time machine. And some things happen, which we'll get into, but Marty basically goes back in time, 30 years back in time, from 1985 to 1955, bumps into his parents. His mom falls in love with him. His dad is a nerd, <laughs> and just all crazy shit ensues. What I want to ask off-rip, though, bro, is why the hell is, like, a, would you say would you say Michael J. Fox is, like, 16, 17 in this movie? Like, the, that the role he's playing? Yeah, I guess that sounds about. He's definitely high right. school age. Yeah, de- well, yeah, definitely high school age. Yes, yeah, okay. sixteen, seventeen. So why in the hell is his parents allowing him to hang out with this old man? He's going in the man's house early in the morning. He's meeting up with the man one thirty at night. Bro, this is back in the day. What was this movie set in the eighties? It was the eighties. Still, still, bro, eighties was still the time where people were like. 
literally people just walking in, in, in the next door neighbor's house if you get that comfortable. That's that's really not that. It's not that off putting for the eighties, bro. Early eighties. But at one thirty in the morning, bro. I mean that now that is a little bit weird, but I mean I I I, I don't know I don't know what to say about that one. Fuck it, it was coke. <laughs> no, coke I mean I don't, I don't I don't think anybody was on coke on this. I don't know because Marty McFly's dad he just it may have been some cocaine. It may have been some yeah, cocaine. I heard some crazy stories about that guy in real life. Really? Yeah, apparently he's like a like a crazy dude. Like, oh, not, cri- not, not uh, like a killer. Crispin but- Glover? Yeah, he's fucking. Yeah, he's he's he same dude who was in uh the Charlie Angels movies. Like when you see him and stuff nowadays, he looks completely different. But yeah, yeah, he's he is a weird dude. He's one of those. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a very interesting character. So how do we how do we get into a classic? How do you start? I mean, I think we need to start off with the with how we get back in time because like everything in the first. 10 to 15 minutes of this movie are really to set up things that you see while he's back there like even when you like you see his dad being bullied you see you see his mom like everything is really just to show you these people so that way when he goes back in time you know how they reflect that's really all the first 10 minutes of that is and to set up his his relationship with um Damn it! Why am I losing my train of thought? On what's Christopher Lloyd's character? Doc. Doc. Yeah. Uh, to, to his relationship L. with Doc. Brown. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, I don't know that that. So the one thing that I didn't remember in doing this this watchback is like I didn't remember Doc Brown getting shot at all, bro. So I'm sitting here, like I literally I remember everything about this. Every when I tell you every single piece of this movie, I remember like the back of my hand until he got shot. I'm like, what the when the fuck did Doc Brown get shot? That was the only thing I didn't remember. It really blew my mind. I started to text you like, bro, like, did they, did they, re, did, did they pull some fucking um, George Lucas like Star Wars shit on like, this? Directors, <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is going on? Well, in your in your mind, what was the reason Marty went back in time? I that's I yeah I don't I don't I, I, I honestly think like because I've seen Back to the Future two more than Back to the Future one. Same I honestly here. think that I've I've kind of merged some of that together it's in my together. head um, until watching it again. Honestly, that's probably what it was. Well, actually, too, like in part two, there were parts of part one, one in yeah. two, and there's parts of part one, one in, in three, three and parts yeah. of part two in three. So it's all like a jumbled up mess, really. But I mean, I enjoyed it, and yeah, Doc Doc gets shot, of course, and that, the from the Libyans, the terrorists, and yeah. that's when Marty jumps into the lorry and, and tries to get the hell out of there. And as we know, once that shit eighty eight, you're traveling somewhere in time. <laughs> so that's the thing. What are, what are your thoughts on them using a DeLorean? I mean, what do you know about a DeLorean? Because with our age group, we don't really know shit about the DeLorean. So DeLorean. If you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you probably did some research, so you probably finished with some facts. DeLoreans were fairly rare, right? Weren't there only like two or three hundred or something like that? Like less than a thousand made? I know they weren't like superly crazily yeah. mass produced, but um, I know the company did go out of business, and I know that guy's kicking himself because if he would have stayed in business long enough, I guarantee they would have sold the shit out of these cars after this movie. I, I, I'm surprised they never, like, no one's ever, like, bought the patent or anything to, like, come back out with DeLoreans because you would think that. It would make sense. I think the guy died. I think DeLorean died. Don't Still, quote me on that, like though. somebody had, like the patent has to be some somebody owns the right to make DeLoreans, and I'm just surprised that with that, that no one's kind of decided to to bring this shit back. So I I watched like um like uh, these pawn shows like Hardcore Pawn and 
and these type of shows like that, Pawn Stars. Uh -huh. And I've seen many a times people come in with like collectible Dorian, uh, DeLoreans, but I think these are just produced privately. I don't think uh, like uh, like a Ford sense. or whatever can do it, but like private people, there's tons of them. And it's designed the same way that we saw it in the movie. Like big fans, they do it. Or like if you go to like a Back to Future convention or, or like a Comic Con type of thing, mm -hmm. they have, you know, they have like gimmick ones that they made, but to sell like in production and like a Ford or something, no. And what's crazy too, I, I, I was doing a little bit of research on this. Can you believe they almost used for the car a Ford Mustang, but they wanted something a little bit more futuristic and not so heavily mass produced, but it was almost a Mustang. That, 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 I mean, that would have fit that, 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 I mean, I, I really don't think as iconic as the DeLorean is now because of this movie. I really think any car that they use, just because of how great would've this movie in. is, it, it would have been equally iconic. Like they, they could have used the fucking Ford Festiva and it would have would have worked out. I agree, and I'm probably gonna get paid for this. Even you probably think I'm nuts, but I, I don't really like the. The Lord's ugly as shit, bro. It's ugly as shit, They're bro. Ugly as fuck. Like I, <laughs> I, I know people love them, and I get it, and I honestly think that a lot of that is just because of this movie. If this movie would have wouldn't have to use the Lawrence is what it, like it did. I don't think it would have the the fucking it would be the collector's item that it is now. I would have I would never be caught dead driving a DeLorean oh, no. if it wasn't for this movie. Now I would gladly drive one. Yeah. Give me one. I'll drive that shit all day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when when Marty McFly finally goes back in time, um, and what well, before we get into that, like uh, part of doing retro reviews, we always want to talk about nostalgia, and you know we talk about that a lot on the podcast. What is like as you're starting this movie? Did did you did you feel it too? Like I I hate to be corny. You know me. I'm I don't like to be corny. I don't like to admit shit. I'm, I'm the corny the one. Emotional dude. But I'm so glad that we did decide to do this because watching this, automatically thoughts of like watching this with my dad popped up in my head because he loves Back to the Future, and it's it's just it oh it makes me feel good to have those type of thoughts and those type of memories. So I I did have a little bit of feels for this, not as much as like for example Bloodsport, yeah, because. For this trilogy, again, such as yourself, Back to the Future 2 was not only my favorite one, but it's the one I watched like a billion times. Okay. So I did see this one quite a few. I did have some of the feels, but not necessarily maybe as much as you got, because I didn't really have a connection like, oh, me and my brother watched, me and my dad watched it. I watched it as a kid a lot. But it's still, at the end of the day, it's still nostalgia and it's still brought back like, oh shit, it's Doc, oh shit, it's Marty and the whole story and everything like that. I almost put on part two afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going we're gonna to have to like, not, of course, I don't I don't want to do it all back to back, but we'll eventually, I'm sure, cover the rest of them. But let's get into this back to the time thing. And, and actually, I, I failed to mention this. This happens to be the 35 year anniversary because it came out in 85 and... 35 years later here we are look at that look at that it's funny how that works so yeah one of the one of the things that you have to like kind of give this movie is the fact that people like the fact that he was sitting next to his dad in the diner when he finally gets back in time and he didn't recognize him like you, you would recognize your dad instantly people don't change that much and then for like you have to and i've read theories on this online you have to know his parents have to know that they met him back in the day right so there's a lot of what I like to call plot holes in this movie. Uh -huh. Like, for, okay, for example, like you said, they would have had to memorize, uh, remember him. Now at the end, I know we're, we, we always jump around in these retros, so who gives a shit? But at the end, when Marty is about to leave the dance and go back home, his mom is like, hmm, Marty, I like that name, which is for town, like she's going to name her son Marty. Uh -huh. But wouldn't she name her first son Marty? 
not so her second go. son. Yeah. That so that that I feel like was a plot. And there's a million other plot holes. I won't I won't do that because that's not what this is about. But yeah, that's what you're mentioning there. That's a plot hole, I think. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, where do you want to go with this movie, JP? What do you want to talk about, man? I mean, there's a million things. First, let's talk about the success of this movie. Okay. Again. 35 years later, first of all, we didn't pick this movie on our own. We had a poll up on Twitter and a poll up on Facebook. Our Facebook page, check that out if you haven't. The Film Frequency on Facebook. Great discussion. Huh? I said you love your polls. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you ride with that one. I'm gonna let you ride with that poll. I'd be moving, but um, yeah, this shit won. So 35 years later, people still loving this movie. Not only that. I mean, when this movie came out, I, I believe it had about a $19 million budget, if, if I'm not mistaken. It was definitely under $25 million budget. And they grossed about $340 million. That's crazy. And this is in 85. Yeah. That's a lot. That Even now, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that goes, like, when if you're able to make it a cult classic, like, and I, Cult classics, it seem like always come on low budget movies. Just imagine how much movie, how much money this movie has made. This come like this is spun out. It spun out two sequels, a cartoon, like syndication all game. over the place, a video game, um, ride at Universal. It's, it's crazy, bro. On a movie it, that they probably honestly didn't think was gonna was going to be successful. Yeah. Now I'm thinking also at the same time. I just want to. Yeah. The the budget was 19 million. I really want to know is 19 million a lot of money? Obviously it's a lot of money in 85, but for movies is that considered a lot average I wonder. I mean for 85 absolutely. It wasn't a small budget. Nowadays like not much like shit. I, I don't think you can shoot a movie at a major studio for 19 million dollars. So, I mean back in 85 it wasn't like it's the smallest budget ever, but still. Now, can we talk about real quick like the brilliance and also the motivation and the drive of freaking Michael J. Fox? Like I don't know if a lot of people know the story. First of all, Michael J. Fox he doesn't get nearly enough credit as he should. He's a great actor. Um, obviously, he's more of an 80s actor. He did some TV. Um, the first, My first memory of him, though, was Family Ties yeah. from the 80s. He was in, He was Michael P. Keaton. He was like a Republican and a teenager. And um, I also remember him, from, remember him from Teen Wolf, which was a favorite, favorite of mine when I was a kid. But it's kind of crazy because he got chosen to do this role for Back to the Future. And the people at Family Ties said, no, you can't do it. Like, you're shooting our show. When are you going to have time to do this? And he's like, listen, I'll shoot your show during the day, and I'll go shoot with them at night. And they're like, no, you're not doing it. And he's like, listen, I promise I will not miss anything. And then they agreed. So literally, during the making of this movie, he was pulling double duty. In the morning, he was shooting Family Ties. And in the evenings, he was shooting Back to the Future. So that just... Is so much motivation. Had he given up this Back to the Future role, I don't know if he would have had the same success because this was the movie. This was his breakout role, his first huge role that broke him out as a star. Yeah. And look what it turned into. You just said, look what it turned into. Part two, part three, movies, books, all kinds of shit, uh, games. You know, it turned into a franchise, and this got him to the other roles he got later on. And he and wasn't even the much- original Marty McFly. That's something that we need to talk about. I believe the uh, Eric original Schultz Marty McFly, Eric origi- Stoltz, was the original Oops. Marty McFly, and I don't know how much of the movie was shot with him, but I know it was a uh, nice portion w- portion of the movie that was shot with him before they made the decision to move and and change it to uh, uh fuck Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Yeah, I wanted my brain kept wanting to say Michael Keaton, and that's not it. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> it um no, it was a lot of 
of uh, a lot of it was shot. I want to say probably like a good half of the movie was shot. And then they had to, when they recasted him, they lo- I, I forgot what the actual number was because I remember I read that, but it was a couple million dollars that it, I want to even say it was like something crazy, like like four or five million dollars, might have been even more, cost them to redo all the scenes and redo everything. But it's so good they did because, I mean, I've seen Eric Stoltz in a couple movies. I mean, the most famous movie I know him in is his mask and obviously it's not... His face is freaking disfigured in the movie, but he's nowhere in the same class as Michael J. Fox, in my opinion. No, no. This is this role is Michael J. Fox. Like this is like I know Michael J. Fox is, is a good actor. He's a, he's a really great actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but this is the role that Michael J. Fox is always and will always be known for. Exactly. Now let's talk about Doc. I feel like Doc is all any character he plays, and to be honest with you, I only know like. Christopher Lloyd from a couple movies. I mean, I remember him from Clue. I remember him from this, obviously, most famous for. I remember him in Dennis the Menace. I don't know if you've seen that. Dennis the Menace, he was the bad guy in that. And outside of those movies, I don't remember seeing him in anything else at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't. Off the top of my head, I, I know I've seen him pop up in a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't know if it's TV shows, TV movies or something. I don't, like, have a list in front of me. But, I mean, he's been in stuff, but this is probably his most iconic role as well. Bro, I'm forgetting a freaking famous shit that he was in. Probably what, what got him off the map. He was in Taxi. I don't know if you ever seen Taxi. Oh, duh. What the fuck? He, yeah. He was in Taxi. Definitely. I forgot his name in Taxi. But, yeah, he, he probably started in Taxi because he was kind of young in Taxi. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so we got that, and then obviously the, the the supporting characters, Leah Thompson who played Marty's mom and Crispin Glover, um, and I don't know what the hell Biff's real name is, but they were good supporting ca- characters. What do yeah. you think about them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I th- I, everyone in this movie was cast in kind of per- in the perfect role. Uh, Leah Thompson uh, playing his mother was that makeup is cringeworthy, bro. But it's funny how back then it was. I guess it was harder to make women look old. But like Crispin Glover, you almost wouldn't have thought that he like it was makeup for him. Like they that they, they right. found somebody actually old to play his role. But yeah, it's crazy. And what do you like? What would you have done if you were in that situation? Remember, for, for those Bro, living on the rock, is, who that haven't was, seen this that movie, was the cringiest shit. Watching somebody's mother have the hots for them, bro. Now, like as a kid, it's funny because you're not really thinking about it. But now, as an adult with kids watching this shit, I'm just like. This is fucking. Do you know the amount of trauma and counseling it would take somebody after that shit, bro? Nobody's just going back to the back to the future and just being like, "Oh, it's cool." You know, my mom had the hots for me. She was trying to get with me. It's all good. No, no, that would need some serious fucking counseling, bro. Well, if you take a if you take a step back out of your fandom for a second, uh-huh. and out of the nostalgia and all the craziness that we love about this movie, right? Let's talk a little bit. First of all. When Marty's in school, you have the principal who put his hands on Marty and was like, listen, you ain't shit. Your dad is not shit. You're never going to be shit. I don't know about you, but I've never had any principals like that before. Bro, uh, well, see, and that's the thing. I So my first elementary school, the, the, the principal was still allowed to paddle us, bro. So this shit wasn't that bad to me. And that was but in what the country 90s. was that? Huh? What country was that? That was that was here. And like I started elementary school Private here in the school? States. No, that was in public school in Tennessee. Where? That we were still like it. It's the South, bro. Like seriously, and, uh, there are still was some teacher schools white, that do, huh? Was, was the teacher white? Of course, but that oh, had nothing. Oh, to do. but there you go. That had nothing to do with that. <laughs> no. He was just trying to beat people up. No, it was it was like 
it was literally in like one of the things one of the punishments like to avoid like i guess suspending kids from school and stuff you would get a certain amount of paddles if you did something like still and that's in my lifetime bro i'm 33 years old and i still lived in a time where schools were elite were allowed to beat kids i know that Hayes ass was worn the fuck out oh uh, no nah, I, I was see i've always been a badass but i've been a smart badass that was very rare that i got caught with what i was doing mm. but i was doing shit <laughs> i feel you no but first of all so he you have to deal with that second of all Come to find out that your dad is a freaking voyeur, is a freaking peeping Tom. I know they made joke of it in the movie, but let's be real. He was a freaking voyeur trying to check out girls get naked. Then on top of that, like your dad is kind of like a nerd and a geek. There's nothing wrong with that. But still, now your mom got the hots for you. Also, you found out your mom, who you think is a nun, drinks, smokes, parks with boys. You know, there's a a multitude of things that that are going on. What's that? Getting it in in that backseat. Exactly. So this movie, if you think about it, it's freaking dark as shit. Yeah. If you really take the, the 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 joking out of it. Yeah. It's it's yeah, bro. Serious serious counseling would be needed. Like there's no no wraparound or way around. Now there was some wrapping around going, but there's no way around that shit, bro. Counseling would definitely be needed. So I gotta ask because I know easily, I, and I, I'm pretty sure the answer would be this for a lot of people, but maybe I'm wrong. If you had a DeLorean. Would you go to the back, you back to the past, or forward to the future? Bro, I, I don't give a shit. Like, I hate history. I hated history in school. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I want to know what the fuck's going on in the future. I need to take some technology. I'm a technology person, so that, it's always forward for me. You if Like, in back what they did in Back to the Future 3, getting stuck in, in the wild, wild west, that shit is not for me. And I'm black. I would not make it. There's no way hell. You would have been lynched real quick. Um, you would have been lynched. But like, no, bro, I'm white. I'm just really brown. It's a tan. It's a tan, bro. It's just the sun, bro. So nah, no. but yeah, me 100% the future. Um, I Like, I was talking to my wife the other day, and I'm like, shit, man. I, it sucks that we're not going to be around in the year 3000, because I would love to see what the hell that's going to be like. Exactly. Just as far, fast as technology is moving now, imagine, like, you know, a thousand years from now what it's gonna be like it's gonna be amazing in the year 3000 even a hundred years from now it's probably gonna be amazing so i would love to go in the future and see what that's gonna be like yeah i mean technology moves at such such a fast rate now it's it's like even just being able to go like 60 years in the future it'll be like a completely new world just just look at it now like imagine the people back in the 80s if they were able to come forward till now and see everyone with the basically what's a fucking computer in their pocket just carrying the shit around and we're all connected like that shit would blow somebody's minds in the 80s you know i kind of want to change my 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 answer now okay you know why because yeah. i'm actually thinking about part two like why would i just go back in the past hit like every single money ball ever every single week and hit like every ladder because i would know all the See, numbers well no all you do this is what you do you got to be smart about it right so you do that you go back in the past you hit the you do your bank you you get your money you put it in the savings account then you go 100 years in the future and you enjoy it and then, yeah, you, but then that's you, risky as fuck no it's not because let's say i have a hundred million dollars 20 years from now a hundred million dollars could be worth peanuts bro it, it's a savings account it's going to get interest bro yeah well we don't know that the banks could have, could have gone out of business and then you you have nothing well, okay well then okay then you jump forward 25 years you make sure it's still good 
put it in a newer bank at that time, jump forward another 25 years just for a day or so. You just spend like a week jumping around to make sure your money's good. Then you finally settle like 200 years in the future and you're, you're, you're fucking rich. Boom. Well, why don't you just go back like 50 years, rob every single bank and just take the money with you? You could do that too. Yeah, this is why there'll never be, at least in our lives, we'll ever have a learning because we just use it fucking wrong. Oh, if they if they ever really do invent time travel, it's all it's we're fucked, bro. Like, the, oh yeah, the human race is because people aren't Someone prepared for that shit. type of power, bro. Like seriously, like me and you, we're sitting here, we didn't at all, and what we said said. Hey, let's save Martin Luther King from getting assassinated. Let's stop Trump from being no. president. We went right to money. Like, and we're good people. We're fairly good people. So imagine, just imagine how uh, that humans are questionable. People. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we're humans. Are, we can literally, like, we could save so many people's lives, so many different things. We could have, oh, we could have did a lot of different things. And the first thing we talk about is money. It's money. We talk about interest in bank. Exactly. See, it's, it's just people aren't prepared for that power. Um, <laughs> so what do you what do you like? Getting back into the movie, man. What do you think about like the whole setup of him, like figuring out like get meeting up with Doc Brown again and like Doc starting to believe him that he actually is from the future and they they hatched this plan that he's supposed to basically just hang around for two weeks i believe it was he was supposed I think to be it was a, past, week. a week uh, uh stuck in the past and he's like well, i'm just gonna hang out here for a week and he's like well you can't you can't do well, have you have you interacted with anyone else and then they start uh realizing that um marty has completely messed set everyone on a path to where his parents won't end up together. He won't exist just off the virtue of him getting hit by the car. His dad was supposed to be the one to get hit by the car. Like it's 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 funny how they work that in because of course we have the the benefit of hindsight while we're watching this. But if you're just coming into this movie for the first time and you start seeing all that unravel, that's part of the reason why people love this movie so much is because they while it does have its plot holes, the whole mystery of of how everything goes is I think is set up very well. Exactly, because one wrong turn and Marty's gone. Yeah. So, like, you know, his mom's in love with him. Obviously, you know, we, we had this scene, like, kind of early in the film where his dad was, was, was peeping Tom, and his dad fell off the tree, and his grandfather, Marty's grandfather, was supposed to run his dad over. And then when his dad brought home, you know, Marty's dad, the mom would fall in love with him. However, Marty saved his dad and he was the one who got hit by the car. So the roles were kind of reversed and that's how his mom his mom fell in love with Calvin. Calvin Klein because his underwear sells Calvin Klein. So actually, hold on, not to go off the rails. I don't think I've ever seen a movie ever, even in 2020, that has the amount of product placement that this oh, movie has. This shit is I mean Pepsi every turn is some shit. Pepsi, right? Uh Calvin Klein, of course the DeLorean. Um, there's some other shit too. I was a million things. And I actually, um, I don't know where I read this and it wasn't this time. This is a long time ago where, um, it makes sense though, because the, the, the directors and, and the writers and everything, they wanted to use a lot of logos because logos are something that tend over time. They tend, they tend to change. So they could show the different time periods by logos. Like you have the older Pepsi logo and the newer one and then like a futuristic one. So that's why they did that and is what they said, which I'm sure was a reason. But let's not forget the freaking millions of dollars they probably made from all these companies with all these sponsorships. True. 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 Well, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, what were we about to say next? Michael, so we talked a lot about some of the characters. We did, we haven't talked about Biff at all. What was your bro, thoughts I about Biff? I fucking hate Biff, bro. 
Like honestly, and it's not even because of his character. Like these movies all have like the the bully characters from back then, but the actor is just so fucking terrible, bro. Like I like his line delivery. She and maybe that was the direction he was given is to be cheesy and, and over the top like that. Um, but Biff Tannen to me, I enjoy Biff Tannen in the Back to the Future uh, cartoon more than I do the movies because he's just a terrible actor. I honestly think, and I may be wrong, I think he's meant to be that way because in all three movies, he, he's horrible. And I, I don't think the guy is horrible. I would assume, I, I would hope not because why would they keep recasting him? But I'm assuming they told him to kind of be like slow and dumb because that's also part of his character. But his from what he is in 55 versus 85, so he gets punched one time by Marty's dad and he turns into like this goofball guy. Like, but that make you know how like some people are only the bully in school because they've never been tested like no one's ever stood up to them and they just have like this this um the people have this view of them as they're like just this undefeatable person and really they're really just pansies like he's 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 really and as we learn over the course of like the the series and i you know i hate to bring in the knowledge that we get from the sequels and everything but he's really just somebody who got bullied by his dad and, and turned out and bullied other people because he was the biggest guy in school so that's true but damn he went from literally one end of the spectrum to the next but it's funny because they try to make him into like oh like he's old like he's broken down and he's kind of like a wimp and blah 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 but then the day he still owns his own freaking auto detailing business he still owns his own business so he's somewhat successful um yeah, and I still, I love like the callbacks. So like, you know, they they had Marty's dad. He ends up writing a book of him seeing like a, like a, what he thought was like a UFO. Well, we know it wasn't a UFO. It was freaking Marty playing a Van Halen cassette yeah. that was trying to get him like to date you know date his mom. So I like those little callbacks that they did. And yeah, there's a lot of tidbits in the movie like that. Absolutely. And then like ultimately, and one of the things that like you said, like how did I forget about Doc getting shot at the end of the movie? He, he he's okay because of marty telling him to wear a bulletproof vest i just don't exactly I, bro like i said i just i, I honestly don't remember how, don't know how i didn't remember that but you know. yeah because uh he's like marty wrote him the letter in 50 1955 saying like you will be shot take proper precaution but when he saw the letter in 1955 he ripped up because it's always about we can't know what's gonna happen because we'll disrupt the freaking timeline and the whole universe will explode and all this shit and then he gets with their back in 85 he gets shot and he has a bulletproof vest, and, and Marty's like, but I never got to tell you. And then he whips out the letter, and he's like, I figured out what the hell. So even Doc, even Doc succumbs to the freaking, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. What you, you got anything left to talk about this movie, JB? No, nah, I mean, again, this is a retro view. We're just talking nostalgia. These are always going to be kind of shorter and, and fun. More than anything, these are absolutely just fun reviews that we do. We're not going to go in-depth and beat it up scene by scene, such as we might do for our normal reviews. It's more of a kind of a flashback thing. It's just but a, yeah, a fun mean, thing to talk about. Like, one thing that I do want to say in these retro reviews, we are basically assuming that you got because they're classics, that you guys have seen these movies already. So it's more of a time not for us to necessarily go over it scene by scene. It's just for a time for us to sit back and be the brothers that we are and just talk about nostalgia movies so exactly now let me ask you this what was your favorite scene in the movie did you have a favorite scene in the movie huh i don't know i think overall like i just enjoyed the movie i don't know if i can just this in part two and three i have favorite scenes this one i just enjoyed the movie like it i really enjoyed the way that this one unfolds i just i, I do <laughs> So I have to say, and this part, I always start cracking up and I know other people might not find it funny, but when he's playing the guitar at the, um, the dance, oh, but like, he starts it's too like, loud. 
No, he starts tripping yeah. and he's just going crazy. He throws us on the floor and starts backpedaling on the floor, kicks down the speaker, and everybody's like, What the fuck is this white boy on? Like, it just absolutely. Every time I watch that scene, I always start laughing. And then, like, he stops and everybody's just staring at him. And, like, the freaking principal is like this. And it's like, I just always found that scene funny. And let me just say this also. People never talk about this, but the score of this movie and that Back to the Future theme is so iconic, in my opinion. It's I love. It's one of my favorite like themes of a movie. I just love it. I don't know who the composer was. I want to say it might have been Sylvester, but I'm not sure. But yeah, I absolutely love the score to this movie. Yeah, the score is amazing. It's it's the music is just great in all all of the movies. Actually, it's 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 the '80s. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We didn't get any montages though, but yeah, it was still the '80s. Wow. Yeah, you're. Yeah, we did not get any montages. Usually you get those 80s montages. We didn't get anything like that. But still a terrific movie. Terrific. Great. You guys have to see it. Uh, if not, I don't know where the fuck you guys have been. Get your shit together. Um, <laughs> but what yeah, you rate- and just, just as like a, a funny piece of, of, of knowledge, Ronald Reagan, who's uh, mentioned in here, actually loved this movie which is funny because you know oh, they, really they were the, what, ronald reagan's the president the actor and he 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 loved he was on record for saying he loved this movie yeah it, yeah that was funny i remember that and then doc was like this is what this is why your president actually has to look good because he was looking at the video camera and he's like this is what the future is about <laughs> so uh, it's it's awesome man it's yeah, awesome I de- definitely 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 what would you rate it oh easily eight yeah i have to agree with you eight eight and a half out of ten um do you think, obviously, over time, it's clearly stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Us in our 30s, 40s, absolutely going to love this movie. Well, what am I saying? Not 40s. But, you know, the 30s and, and stuff, we're going to love this movie. However, do you think someone, for example, like your son's age, like a 15-year-old, for example, or a 12-year-old, is going to like this movie? I do. I do. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Do you Has Xavier th- ever watched this movie? No. no. Not that I know of. Um you know, shit, stuff's always on TV, so maybe he's caught it there. But we haven't sat down and just watched it as a family or anything. Do you think it's? Do you think it's? It's. It, I, it I is think time. it holds up. I think that um, there's not really like anything in it. Like if you just look at it, it's a time travel movie. So it right there in in its conception, like it, you can really watch it at any point in time, and, and it still kind of stands up. Do you think they'll ever remake? Well, let me not say that. Because they're eventually going to remake everything. It's going There's to be a remake eventually. They've already planned. Like there is going to be a hundred percent a remake, bro. They but they've been saying that for years. I, like it's going to. I agree that it's going to happen. I don't believe one's in the. Well, it probably is one being written right now. But who knows if it's ever going to see the light of day? So if they if you were to recast this movie right now, who are you casting as Doc Brown? Who are you casting as Marty McFly? Bro, that is so hard to answer. It's easy for me. Doc, it's easy for you. Doc Brown has to be someone kind of crazy. And Marty, I don't know. What do you got? Doc Brown, easily Robert Downey Jr. You say that shit about every role. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. No, that's not true. We did this on, what was the other movie we did this? And you're like, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, if it fits, it fits. But he gets the <laughs> the quirkiness. Um, it, okay, so even if, I, if I'm not taking Robert Downey Jr., let's take him out. I think out he's way too cool for that. Well, I mean, nowadays being a nerd is cool. Like, think about it. Nerds are the cool people nowadays in in high True. school. So like that th- that that would play into it. But if we're taking Robert Downey Jr. out of it, if he's out of the equation and we're casting somebody else as Doc Brown, I would say hmm. it's hard, man. It's hard when you have these iconic roles that oh you only see that one character that can fit in. 
Well, okay, I'll, Marty McFly easily uh, Tegan Edgerton, the guy who played. He, he's he's easily Marty McFly. Um, Definitely see that. He's, yeah. Although he has an English accent, but I'm sure he has. I mean, he's a, done an American yeah. accent and everything else he's done. I mean, he's he's right. Yeah. Um. Or or the guy, the kid who plays Spider Man, could also do it. He Which could do one? It as well, the new Spider Man. Um. Okay. Damn, uh, Andrew Garfield. No, that, that's, that's, that's 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 no no. It's uh Holland. Um, yeah, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. What's be, his first name? Yeah, Tom Holland. He, correct. He, he yeah. can definitely be uh a Marty McFly. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go left field. If we're casting um Eddie Murphy as Marty, you know what? Honestly, I don't fucking hate that. I really don't <laughs> hate that, bro. You have but, a forty year old playing a year old. I mean, fucking uh. It, the guy who played Doc Brown and this wasn't as old as as what he played True. in the movie. Um, True. but I'm gonna go weird with it. Kevin Hart is Doc Brown. Bro, I would love to. <laughs> see, like, like, I would. That's left field as fuck. Cause you just I imagine know. Kevin Hart doing oh. his little thing in his voice, like we're going back in time. <laughs> Have the rock as Marty. <laughs> so oh, here, man. here's my last question to you. All right. We said we we kind of went debated back in time, back and forth, whatever. If you did have to go again, either whether it's back in the time or back in the future, what year would you go to and why? If I'm going back in time, it's going to be medieval times just because I love that time era, that time period. And I would love to see that Uh, if I'm going in the future, I'm going fucking as far as like I I want to go. To as, until humanity breaks down, so our, our right peak, before, like a, a couple weeks before that, yeah, yeah, right before the fall, that's that's where I want to go. Yeah, I feel you on that. Right before shit starts turning crazy, yeah, I want to just hit my two weeks and you know just peace out after that. Um, and back back in time, hands down, yeah. everybody should know my answer to this. I want to go back in time to find out really and truly what in the fucking hell, really and truly. What happened to Forrest Whitaker's eye? <laughs> we, we, can, we can find out with this shit with a time machine. We can find out why that shit is like, you know, like. Right. I love, I love how this has become an inside joke on this podcast. Is what happened to Forrest Whitaker's eye? No one still has told us. Like, and if we ever make it to the point to where somehow we get Forrest Whitaker on this podcast, I'm fucking asking him. I'll, he can get up and walk away from the interview, but at least I get the chance to ask. Well, what's funny, and I want to say it was Q on the Film Frequency um, discussion group. He just randomly, we were talking about something nothing related to Forrest Whitaker. He randomly just posted a Forrest Whitaker gift. <laughs> so I knew he knew what we were talking about. Oh, man, that is hilarious. All right, man. Any? Oh, yeah, you never did your casting. Did you figure out who you do cast as Doc Brown and Marty McFly? I said Kevin Hart as Doc. I agree with you. And The Rock as Marty. All right. It's time for us to fucking go. <laughs> you want me to go off the rails, bro? I'll go off the rails. <laughs> JB, go ahead and tell beautiful people where they can find you at. We have Jenna Jameson as Doc. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different. That's a. Okay, let's. Okay. So I can reach. <laughs> I can reach on Twitter. Is there a way we can get a time machine and just rewind the last two minutes? <laughs> it's called the magic of editing, bro. The magic of editing. I, I know you already. I know you're my brother, bro. I know all this shit is staying in. So I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1-J-B. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros pod uh, on twitter and you can also search our discussion group the film frequency on facebook um you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns the film frequency pod at gmail.com 
I got nothing left, JB. You? So by the time you see this show, our next show will be coming out on Monday. Which will be the bad boys review. Bad I know CEO Hayes. Shout out to CEO Hayes. He did a little mini review, a little reaction video. But we're going to have the full in depth review, uh, of course, on our podcast that will be dropping on Monday. So definitely check that out. Absolutely. Make sure you check us out on all of those different platforms. But as for now, we will see you, lovely and beautiful people, in just a few days for the bad boys for life review. And we are out.